Welcome to uh, this special Labor Day edition of the Pirate Monk <laughs> Podcast. Yes, uh, we ordinarily record on Wednesdays, but this week, recording on Mondays. And for those of you who are listening who are outside uh, the United States, we have a tradition here, uh, a holiday, the first Monday in September, uh, Labor Day, when we're supposed, I guess we're not supposed to labor on Labor Day. It marks kind of the I, I I want to. I have a question of protocol on Labor Day. Yeah. So yeah. It, is, it is Caleb's 16th birthday today. Okay. But if a child's birthday lands on Labor Day, should not the child get no presents and the mother get all of the presents? <laughs> and, uh, uh, wow. I, I haven't had anyone that wanted to engage that point with me, but you know, here I was coming up to such a day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I let my son vote though. He. He decided he didn't like that idea. So Caleb is 16 today. That is correct. Okay. Well, Labor Day also uh, here in the States kind of marks the uh, unofficial end of summer, the beginning of fall. It's right around now. It's the beginning of the football season. Yeah. And, and this, that is, point. this is also the day that we go in the woods and light the bonfire and dance naked around it, just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not weird because it's a special day. Yeah, yeah. If you dance naked around a bonfire another day, that would just be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also, I think, correct me, Jeremy, if I'm wrong, I think it's that point in the baseball season uh, where the Braves choke. Is that what happens at Labor Day? And they, 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 they... I don't follow sports, but that felt like a backhanded slap there. No, no, no. No, no, I was a Phillies guy. It's okay. Oh, well, Nate, you've already uh, now brought some other people in. Why don't you give the full introductions or let them do it? Well, I, I, this, I think this is just a really cool opportunity. Uh, we have multiple guests. In fact, I think we could almost say that we have multiple hosts today because uh, this episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast features the hosts of four virtual Samson meetings. So, uh, joining us from the West Coast, we have Jason. Hi, Jason. Hey, Nate. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, joining us from the Northeast, we've got Ben. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, from the Mid-South, we have Jeremy. Hey, What's Jeremy. Up, guys? Hey, how you doing? And uh, from Germany, we have Don. Hey, Don. Grüß Gott. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to say <laughs> Hey, guys. Uh now, you guys are all hosting virtual meetings. Uh, you all have Silas's. You, uh, and how many of you have actually been to a physical, local Samson meeting before? I. Oh, Jason, so, you've been to one? I have. I have. There's, uh, there's one that uh, actually you, you led me there. Okay. Um, I was a little lost in terms of uh, an in-person meeting, but yeah, I was, I've been to a few. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. I, I almost went to one. Uh, no, no, no. Listen here. I was in Florida, Nate, and I, and I emailed you and uh-huh. I said, Hey, I'm, I'm down here literally in the ass crack of Florida. I mean, like you would think that Florida is all beautiful until you go to, uh, to this camp that I went to, which is kind of like 60 miles east of Gainesville. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and 60 miles southwest of uh, of Jacksonville. Yeah. It is really in nowhere. There's nothing there. And um, and you said, hey, I think there's a – no, there's no longer a meeting in Jacksonville. So yeah. I ended up not – yeah. You ended up not going. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's no way for me to go. I was looking forward <laughs> to it, but it never happened. So yeah. and then I came, yeah. and then yeah. I came back to Germany and there's nothing. So. Yeah. Nice. So for those listeners that don't have good enough imaginations, two out of four of our guest hosts uh, raised their hand. So yeah. I want to know what it's like for the two of you that have never, you had never been to a meeting, then you went to the newcomers meeting, now you're running meetings. I want to hear those two stories. But yeah. make sure you say your names first so the listeners know. I'll go first. Hey guys, okay. I'm Ben. Hey Ben. Hey. Yeah, it, um, it's been uh, an interesting thing because having never been to a Samson meeting before, it was completely new. Although now, I, the only meeting I'd been to before Samson was SAA. And so mm-hmm. I knew the 12-step format. And now I'm kind of gradually like siphoning guys off, not to get away from <laughs> SAA, but like I'm bringing them into to Samson now and it's cool. 
But honestly, the first time we're all going to meet, at least, you know, the guys in this room is at the Tennessee retreat here in another couple months. So, you know, we're going to be the raucous group in the back of the room, just like high-fiving and bro-hugging it out. You guys are going to be like, guys, be quiet back there. And it's like, nah, you know, we're just like long-lost brothers. So. Except, except me, because I'll still be virtual. Yeah, um, Don will be there in spirit. But we are, you know, Nate, Nate, Nate gets me excited, though, because we are, uh, are going to probably hopefully do something in Germany or in Scotland or somewhere in Europe. Um, hopefully. And I think I'm excited about that. So yeah. Next, yeah. Next, next summer year we'll do it. Yeah. Already planning. Uh, so, okay. So I'm Don. Yeah. Hey, Don. Uh, hey, Don. Uh, so here's the miracle of this is that when I, when I started, um, I had reached a true, well, I mean, it was the, what I would say, the gift of desperation that, mm-hmm. that Nate had, had said. Um, I had full disclosure to my wife about an affair and about uh, sex addiction. And, um, and uh, I just remember being in the guest room. That's where I was. And I told, uh, I, I needed something. I was reading Nate's book and I decided to go to Samson Society and it, it happened um, in February, and I think you guys started, what, January? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to a newcomer's meeting, uh, I think the end of January was a yeah. newcomer's meeting, and then the first meeting I went to was actually Ben's meeting, the first uh, virtual meeting. And then, uh, and then from there... Wow! Um, you know. And then, so... I mean, I am completely isolated here. And that's the one thing that you're going to learn about when, if I talk more about it is the guys in Europe or really wherever we are without this medium, we, these guys would, we would still feel isolated. There's nothing yeah. here. I mean, there's no, there's no even SAA here. There's, there's nothing. And so this is, these guys are my, I, I've never met these guys in person yet. They're some yeah. of my closest brothers. So. so Jason, how did it differ for you since you had gone to a meeting and then all of a sudden you're doing the online meeting? Were you surprised that it was as good as it was? Were you expecting different? Well, actually, my live was after my virtual. So I only have gone to live meetings um, for the last few months. So I, um, I, was in, uh, I started basically the recovery pl- process uh, late last year. And um, right at the time that I was starting my process, um, the uh, Breaking Free Virtual Summit that, that uh, Michael Leahy put on came out. And I was, I was home and uh, I'd never done recovery before, but I watched 80 hours of <laughs> recovery <Wow. laughs> videos. And this guy in Franklin, uh, his story appealed to me. And so I, um, and it, and you know, just kind of providentially the uh, virtual format started um, never been to a live recovery meeting SAA or anything like that. But um, the virtual meetings kicked off right at the beginning of the year and went to a newcomer meeting and instantly got, um, got hooked in. I mean, I, I've always struggled with um, I've always had excuses for, for uh, breaking the isolation barrier and, um, and never really found, um, you know, the home, in the men's groups that I've attended over the years. And I instantly found that. And, uh, even though they're virtual, the, you know, these guys that, that I meet with and lead meetings with every week, my Silas is virtual. He's one of my best friends. Um, and, um, you know, I've, I feel closer to these guys than I've ever felt, uh, in other Christian communities. So it's been really amazing. Hmm. Awesome. What about you, Jeremy? Were you virtual first or were you live first? No, I was live first. I was lucky enough. I, I'm, I'm, well, I guess we're not supposed to talk about areas, but um, oh, you can. Uh, it's a, what's it's that? A, so you can. Sure. Okay. Yeah. The the uh, the original, I guess, meeting is in Franklin of, of Samson Society, and I happened to move there two years ago, and I dabbled my feet in the water for about a year, but I didn't really engage. And then uh, there just came a point where I knew, okay, I need a, a band of brothers around me, and this seems like the right thing to do. So I I, I dove into the brick and mortar meetings first. And then later on, <clears throat> I guess probably eight or nine months into it, but it was earlier this year, uh, Nate was talking about a need for uh, some virtual meeting hosts, and uh, I decided that would be a good thing to do. So, yeah, I was a brick-and-mortar guy first. So how do you see the difference? Like, how would you describe it? Um, you know, it, 
that's a tough one. I, I think in some ways, the guys that are doing virtual meetings only, I've definitely noticed this. They look at it in terms of, hey, we need a daily meeting, kind of like the way um, in S- I used to be an SA, and there was the whole 90 meetings in 90 days or 100 meetings in 100 days. I see a lot of guys with that mentality of, hey, the virtual meeting we can be a part of almost every day, if not every day. Why not do it? And I, I think that's a great thing. Um, for me, uh, and I think for a lot of the guys in the brick and mortar meetings, there's more, um, I don't want to say stronger relationships, but, you know, I can go have a cup of coffee with my stylist almost anytime I want. And he goes to my same meeting. Um, he, he lives 10 minutes from my house. That kind of takes the place of needing to have a meeting with a bunch of guys every day uh, because I can reach out to him every day. So, um, you know, I don't want to say I want to pick one or the other, but my stylist involved my brick order meeting. So to me, that one's kind of the, the rock. And then the virtual meetings are a great pick me up throughout the week. Hey, this is Don. I, I, I would definitely agree with Jeremy that that's really a, uh, uh, something that's been like my two Siley's, uh, one of the times when the, one of the guys had a relapse, I encouraged him to kind of, you, you can go to a virtual meeting six out of seven days a week, mm-hmm. um, except for Sunday. And, um, and so I encourage them to, to do it. I encourage, Hey, let's, why don't you try doing 30 meetings in 30 days or whatever. And, uh, uh, have you tried to do that? I'm curious. I want to hear from someone that has done multiple meetings a week. I think the most I've done is four, but that's because, uh, if I did like hump day, that's like a two in the morning for me. Uh, but, uh, but I, I mean, I've done, I think I've done four when I, in the early on in my recovery, I was really, um, and, and I would say that, uh, when I went to Florida, it was right after it was right after it was, I was so early in my recovery. I, I was so, I was so scared. I mean, I, I really, uh, you know, and, and, uh, my Silas encouraged me to do a travel plan and, uh, and I did a travel plan. And one of the things in my travel plan was to be, go to as many meetings as I could. And I think that's when I did four or five that week because I was, I was back in the States and I didn't miss a meeting, um, just because I, I needed that, um, as part of my recovery. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the great things about the virtual meetings is there's, uh, no travel time, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, you don't have to get in the car. You don't have to leave the house. Uh, you can sign on, sign off. Uh, ben, you've been kind of a meeting animal, haven't you? You've been. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I have the land speed record for meetings in a week, but I host three. So that automatically uh, takes that right off the top. And then <laughs> you know, I wind up going to Jason's and Jeremy's. And I think I've done seven in a week before. So I've hit that in a couple weeks in a row. And that was really early on. I was just, I was an animal. I was binging on it. And, um, and, and you can call in really from anywhere. I mean, I've called in, you know, we, we don't recommend Samsoning and driving, but you know, guys will do it as long as they're paying more attention to, you know, the steering wheel than they are at the phone. Pay, and pay uh, more like at a 51 to 49 ratio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, at a minimum, I mean, you know, um, I've, I've called in, hey, man, man, you, you've even, you've even called in from riding a bike before. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I have done that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and then he busted his ass. So and then I, uh, well, I no, I did not crash her in the meeting. I'll put that out there, but that's yeah. So I did crash uh, the other day, but yeah, no. So and then I called in from like an airport before, which is always interesting. Sitting around a bunch of people who are on, you know, standby, and they're just like, (laughs) (laughs) but that was that was that was a rough night. All the guys, I think I was on a meeting with them. They're like, wow, Ben is in rough shape. I was late getting home. I missed a day vacation, and that was like. That was a primo meeting time for me because I was not in a good mental place. So, wow, very interesting. So, Nate, have especially for those of you that have been to real meetings, the have, real meetings. Oh, sorry. These are all real meetings. There, I said that on purpose so that you could uh, okay. ask me as such. Uh, of <laughs> course, these are real meetings. Damn it! <laughs> but you don't get the meeting after the meeting. So, how do you guys connect and become closer in a social way? Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Ben. Hey Ben. Hey ben. ben. Um, yeah, that's been a ch- that's been a challenge. It's been a evolving kind of thing. I mean, we we get on before the meetings, and sometimes we get laughing and stuff 
uh, that we don't want to be 10 minutes into the meeting before we even start. But after the meeting, sometimes we'll just even leave the, uh, the Zoom account open and guys will just stick around and we'll talk afterwards. Um, but the, the nice thing about it being, you know, kind of on a digital format is having uh, other digital media to kind of talk through. So we use a, a channel called or an app called GroupMe. And it's basically like, you know, having a bunch of different chat rooms where we can talk together and there's probably 50 of us, I think by now on one chat. And I think we've already annoyed, uh, Allie, right, Nate, by the, to the point where it, <laughs> he could not turn off the, the notifications fast enough because like we, we chat all day. And if you go, if you go five minutes without actually looking at group me, there might be 60 messages on there. So, Oh, it's insane. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so we're constantly, and it's a great platform for us because we're always, you know, prayer requests, Guys are showing pictures of what they're grilling. Guys are showing pictures of their vacations. I mean, it's just, it's kind of a free for all. And you said guys are showing pictures of what they're growing. You do know I'm in California. The only Not thing- growing, grilling. Oh, really? Grilling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so one thing I will say is that uh, I'm an advocate for group me, especially for guys who I've had a couple of guys who said, ah, I don't think I can do that. You know, my, you know, WhatsApp was what got me in trouble and stuff. Group me is a really simple app. So you can personal, you can personalize messages. Like you can um, send a message just to one guy, but it's, man, it's pretty hard to do anything. I, I, I'm not going to say that because I don't want to trigger anybody or whatever, but it's, it's pretty hard to, to do something inappropriate. Uh, on, on, I, I showed, I showed my wife, uh, cause, cause she saw me, I was group meeting and she's like, who are you test- texting? Cause that was what I got, obviously what got me into trouble. And, uh, I said, Hey, just, you know, here, here's what I'm doing. I, I don't let her really go through the whole entire messages, but I say, look how simple this is. There's really nothing to it. Um, it, 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 it eased her mind a little bit. She goes, she's like, so you're just texting all these guys. And I said, uh, yeah. And she's like, huh. Okay, cool. So that was good. Nice. It's yeah. kind of, kind of cool that a piece of technology can be redeemed from the same pool that caused you to trip. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's really good. So tell me, are any of you using the Silas app with your Silas? You guys don't check the stats on that at HQ, do you? No, we don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I will say that at first I was using it all the time because I thought that, you know, like the Silas app will say, hey, last check-in and it kind of gives you, and, and I'm a pretty, uh, I, I thrive on, on, structure so i was like oh, okay yeah. yeah and it was kind of a competition for me like the check-in and everything but then i re- then when i found out that you know I'll, i would text and then i would send a, a quick text to my silas and uh and and i'm like hey yeah did you get my you know how i'm feeling he's like no you, you don't get any of that it just is giving you a format so you can so that's a cool part about it, is that it gives you the format of you know yeah. how you feeling you know what are you doing what are you thinking what are you thinking of doing and and that's that's good um, but other than that, I don't really use it very much. I, although I will say that when you're an available pirate monk, that's uh-huh. how I got a, I got a phone call from a guy who is now in Sweden. He's uh, he's from Northern Germany. And one day I just get this phone call from this guy and he was in a desperate place and he had got it from the Silas app. So, I mean the, the Samsung app. So it was, I'll, I'll keep that app and my phone number on there just so, if there's another guy calling in from wherever in Germany, but. any anyone else uh, tried using it? I think yeah. For me, it was critical. Having never been in a recovery program at all, initially it was critical. Um, one to help form some discipline around checking in every day. Two to know what kind of message to leave and kind of a sequence of things to to leave because I was very unfamiliar with with that and picking up the, you know, the hundred pound mm-hmm. phone. And so I found it very, very helpful at first. I think to Don's point, the, uh, APM, the available pirate monk feature is probably one of the biggest benefits of that, um, of the app to, to be able to be online and available for any guy in anywhere in the world to connect with. Um, I think what's beautiful is the combination of the, the app use with how, when you grow in relationship with the Silas, it gets so much personal than having to log on to the app. It's picking up the phone and calling him. It's texting him directly to his direct line. It's, um, it's group me, group me messaging him. And so 
um, you know, I think that's the beauty of it. The app kind of gets the traction started. And then as you develop relationships, it becomes more direct. That's awesome. That's really good. And by the way, for listeners who are wondering what APM and Available Pirate Monk is, it's a feature uh, on the Samson Society app where uh, if you don't have a Silas or if your Silas is not available and you find yourself in the weeds and you just need to talk to somebody, there's a button you can push that puts you uh, in touch with anybody else in the Silas universe who has been uh, approved as an available pirate monk. And by the way, we need to make sure that we're uh, authorizing guys to be available pirate monks. Those of us who are running groups. Um, And uh, somebody out there who's got that switched on will pick up, pick up the phone and talk to you. So it's a great privilege to be an available pirate monk. I love uh, the few times that I've gotten a phone call just out of the blue from somebody. Um, And it, it, and it's a, it's a wonderful, just kind of a, 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 a an initial safety feature, especially for guys getting started on so, this recovery road. So let's talk through this app. You can go, you can get it at the, whatever Android people use or the yeah. store, right? So it's just available. You put it on your phone. Yeah. Now it, does, it, now it doesn't work until you actually are a, an online member of the Samson community. And, and to do that, you have to attend a newcomer meeting. So I was going to say, you have to have a login from, like, you've you've set it up on the internet, right. you've got a login, then you go to a newcomer's meeting, and then you're going to log in with all that information in the Silas app. Right, yeah. With your other We're stuff. doing that because we want to keep the community as safe as possible. Yeah. And you have to pass okay, so once you're in initiation process. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's right. You have to dance naked with Nate around a bonfire, but only on a special day, or else it's weird. Other than uh, that, it's not that weird. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I mean, I mean and then once you're saying other than that, that's I don't find that to be weird at all. But once, okay, go ahead, Nate. After you've danced uh, naked, you have your login. You know, once you once you are in uh, the virtual Samson community, then uh, you can start attending virtual meetings. You can enjoy. You can join a virtual group, and whenever you join a group. Then through the app, you can connect with anybody in that group. You can use the app to ask somebody to be your Silas. Okay, so uh, a couple questions. One, what's the difference between just attending a meeting and being in a group? Uh, yeah, if you, if you specifically join the group, then you're going to get notification of the meetings. Uh, you can participate. We actually have a forum feature on the website that's really not getting used yet. I don't know whether... What are the other benefits, guys, Ben? Of uh... Yeah, um, basically you send the, the, the meeting host your email address, and then you get the reminder emails for that meeting every week. And you know, I'll say that my meetings have some great names, first of all. So I have uh, Monday is Case of the Mondays. Uh, Tuesday is Taco Tuesdays and that, and, and Wednesday might be the best one because it's the hump day meeting. So, um, so people <laughs> join those groups, right. And then you get the email reminders, but then, uh, like Nate said, then on the, on the app, you get the feature of having the ability to connect with guys in the group. So if, you know, it, cause that's another hard part about the virtual meetings is that it's hard to get a Silas. Like we all do, but it, it I, I think we'll all say that it was a hard, hard road to kind of get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you're in a group, then it's going to bring up the list of anyone that says they're available to be a Silas exactly. within that group. So you're going yep. to be choosing Siluses from groups you're in. So say you have right. two meetings, you're going to get that many more people. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, right. And and so, but you also need to know, remember, Nate, that you choose on the Samson app if you're available to be a Silas. Right. Yes. So, so that I, I think that there are some guys, you know, in the in the process that are not completely ready to be mm-hmm. a Silas yet. And so, um, and and <laughs> I remember when I when I decided, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to be a Silas, and I and I put it on. And for about a couple of weeks, I didn't get anything. And I'm like, you know, maybe maybe the timing's not right. And so the next morning, I was going to turn it off, and lo and behold. I had a request to be a Silas and I was like, mother. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then, you know, and then it, it, but it's been absolutely awesome. And, yes. um, and so, you know, I think the feature is, is that in this virtual world and this, in this world of phones, it gives us an opportunity to use it 
um, to, to the best of our abilities. We have a little bit more control. Um, and I, I like all the features from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be continuous, continuously improving the website and the app. Uh, appreciate you guys that are on the kind of the IT team with uh, Tom Mocha. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with these fellas. And before we close out this time, we're also going to do a mini meeting. So let's take a quick break and we will be right back on the Pirate Bunk Podcast. Pirate Monk Podcast, and I do believe it is time for a mini meeting. Mini meeting. All right. Uh, you're going to do the honors there, Aaron? Yeah, I got it right here. My name is Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Aaron. That's, Aaron. Uh, that's so great with more voices this time. This is more fun. Uh, let's open this meeting with prayer. Uh, follow. No, we're not doing all the readings. Sorry. Uh, skipping down. We are... Welcome to this meeting of the SAM Society. We're a company of Christian men. We're also natural loners who have recognized the danger, dangers of isolation and are determined to escape them. Natural wanderers who are finding spiritual peace and prosperity at home. Natural liars who are now finding freedom in the truth. Natural judges who are learning how to judge ourselves aright. Natural strongmen we're experiencing God's strength as we admit our weakness. As Christians, we meet at other times for worship, for teaching, and for corporate prayer today. However, we meet to talk. Our purpose is to assist one another in our common journey. We do so by sharing honestly out of our own personal experiences, the challenges and encouragements of daily Christian living in a fallen world. Our faith rests in the love of God as it is revealed in His Word and in the life of His Son. The great fact of the gospel, which is the foundation of our charter. I actually want to, Don, you've got it, right? You showed us your little pages. Would you read the fact, please? The fact. God exists, and the timeless mystery of the Trinity is perfectly harmonious, perfectly whole. God is our creator. He designed us to live in eternal harmony with him and each other, and to care for the rest of his creation. Spurning God's fellowship, we all have sinned, forfeiting our created place and losing our spiritual lives. I myself have personally defied God's law and rejected his love. Alienation from him has produced darkness and chaos in my life, for which I have often blamed others. I just screwed that up. All right. Hang on. Boy, this is a great mini-meeting. We're not having a <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's... Case history one. Uh, <laughs> God has continued to love me even in my act of rebellion and in Christ has done everything necessary to restore me perfectly to himself. As I accept responsibility for my sin and find forgiveness in the finished work of Christ, I experience reconciliation with God and am progressively restored to harmony with myself and others. Despite the lingering effects of sin, I am a restored son of the sovereign Lord whose spirit is at work in my weakness, displaying his glory and advancing his kingdom. Thanks, Don. We have now reached the sharing portion of our meeting. In sharing, we speak honestly out of our own experience. 
We tell the truth about ourselves, knowing that our brothers will listen to us and love and will hold whatever we say in strict strictest confidence. confidence. We try to keep our comments brief, taking care to leave plenty of time for others. We address our statements to the group as a whole rather than directing them towards any one person. As a rule, we refrain from giving advice to others or instructing them during the meeting, believing that such conversations are best reserved for private moments between friends. The suggested topic today is, well, Jeremy, what's the suggested topic for today? Hold on, you're muted. I'm unmuting. Okay. All right. That gave you time to think. It did. Yeah. Word hit me. Restoration. Restoration. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, we are not confined to that subject. You may speak about any issue that currently commands your attention. And so our sharing is open. And if you are muted, remember to unmute yourself before speaking. Hey, Ben, should we do our tradition where if you pick the topic, you got to start? Oh, yeah. So that's another thing we need to talk about. Virtual meeting rule that I added to the list is not I who picked the topic be first to speak. That's like first commandment. So okay. wow. I don't remember the. Uh, and we always save it for the new guys. Oh, the new guys who like to sit in the back corner. of the virtual <laughs> I, I'm like, hey, shove them right out to the spotlight. Hey, what do you got? To so listeners. And then that guy never comes back. But if you're okay. considering starting yeah, a meeting, start with one of those other non catchy name meetings. So you avoid Ben until you're ready to be thrown in the deep. <laughs> Workshop invitation revoked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will honor your meeting. So, Jeremy, evidently you're first up. Wait, hold on. You're still muted. I'll unmute you. All right. Now you're unmuted. Hey, guys. I'm Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy. Um, I, you know, I can't remember if it's the fact or the pact or whatever, but number five was uh, even in our active rebellion, God has done everything necessary to restore me perfectly to himself. And uh, I think for me and for a lot of the guys in all of the meetings that I've been to, that's the most difficult thing is to actually believe that. And the weeks that I really struggle are the weeks that I don't truly believe in my heart that I'm forgiven and that God has really already done everything necessary to restore me. And because of that, I'll be filled with guilt and shame. And typically that, that goes back to that old cycle of, Gosh, I feel terrible. I don't feel like a restored son. What am I going to do to feel better? And you go back to the old habit. So um, I don't know. It's out of, out of that list you read today. That line really hit me was, I need to remember that. I need to remember that God has restored me perfectly to himself. That work has been done. Now it's, I just need to believe it. And I think that's a, that's a big step in my own journey. Thanks, I'm Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Hey, guys, I'm Don. Hey, Don. Hey, Don. Yo, Don. Hey, so this is actually pretty poignant. Um, I, I went to uh, Munich with my wife and my daughter. Um, my daughter is going through some counseling right now. And uh, I don't know what she talks about, but I do know that it's been really um, some of the things that, have, that I have done uh, that uh, I liked. One time Nate said that the, the, the harvest that the locusts destroyed. And... Um, she's always very quiet after, uh, those counseling sessions and, um, the train ride back today was really difficult, but what continued to go through is my favorite line, which is in the fact, which is despite the lingering effects of my sin, I am a restored son of the sovereign Lord. And, um, you know, recovery is not about getting my, my wife back recovery is not about getting my daughter back. Although I pray that all those things happen. It's restoration that has occurred uh, for me to be restored to the Lord. And um, so I have to be patient for that recovery to occur uh, in my daughter's life and in my wife's life. But until then uh, I rejoice uh, in, in the truths of the things that we have and the fact and the pact and the path uh, which are true and restoration is a big part of that. So thanks guys. I'm Don. Thanks Don. Hey, thanks, thanks Don. Hey guys, I'm Ben. Hey, hey Ben. ben. Um, hey, ben. for a long time I equated restoration with perfection where I felt like as if uh, when I, if I was restored and truly walking the path and this was before I even knew what the path was. Um, it was about months of sobriety, years of sobriety under my belt. And that meant that I was doing well. 
uh, coming to group really for me was a consequence for acting out. And so last September, after nine months of not looking at NR pornography, I went on a four day binge and yeah, so I had to start going to SA and man, I did not like that consequence at all. I, I've heard Nate say it a lot about just going into a basement full of freaks and just feeling like, you know, what am I doing here? I don't have the problem. These guys are the weirdos and, and, and whatnot. So I totally had that mindset going into it. And, um, I went into that first meeting, just my voice was trembling. I couldn't stop crying. And I'm like, what, what is wrong with me? And I just, I knew right then and there that the restoration process was just really getting started. Like God was really polishing me through the spirit. Um, and here I am talking about being a meeting host, you know, almost a year later. And it's like, I, I can't, I could have never have imagined that it would have led me here um, now to this virtual place where I get to come to multiple meetings a week and, and talk to guys across the world who struggle like I do. Um, and I know that that process is not done by any stretch of the imagination that it's going to continue uh, long term. So anyway, thanks guys. I'm Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Hey guys, I'm Jason. Thanks, Ben. Hey, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey, Jason. Yeah, and I won't introduce crosstalk into the conversation here, but um, what my brothers have shared, um, I echo, and um, you know that. Similarly, my favorite line um, from uh, the fact is uh, is number seven, and um, the fact that I'm a restored son of the Sovereign Lord, uh, despite the lingering effects of sin, um, and that. His spirit is at work in my weakness. Um, you know, I think for me, um, you know, Samson's where I started on the restoration path in my life. And, um, you know, that line uh, just encapsulates everything. For me, I, I, I can't believe where I am today, given where I was a year ago. And, um, you know, it's a journey. But to be blessed with the opportunity through the virtual uh, format through uh, virtual connection with other brothers all over the world. You know, I just, um, it's amazing to see how God has, um, just as he did, uh, you know, in other areas of, of the scripture, whether it was David or Samson or, you know, other great quote heroes of the Bible. Um, it's amazing to see the restoration that he's doing out of being in a very, very bad place for a long time. And, um, I'm really thankful for all these brothers and, thankful that, um, breaking out of isolation, breaking into community has really been the key to uh, restoration in my life. So thanks guys. I'm Jason. Thanks Jason. Thanks Jason. Thanks, Jason. Well, I guess we're going in order of screens on mine. So I guess I'm Aaron. Hi Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Uh, yeah. Restoration to me can't, can't go out of the day's situation of, uh, thinking over the last year, I always try to write a letter to my kids each year, kind of summarizing how I've felt about the last year. And so this morning, spent a lot of time just thinking about how half the pain of parenting a 16-year-old is letting them go, and the other half is waiting for them to come back. And that doesn't necessarily mean bad things, uh, but there still has to be a going and a waiting and a returning. And so I think I mostly feel just sad, uh, just reflecting on a child growing up and needing to break away from me, the guy that would love to paint his future for him and control all of his pain, uh, the guy that would like to proofread all Instagram messages before they're sent to the world. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that restoration. And again, not, not meaning it like I'm in a bad place with my son, but just knowing that someday there will be some kind of returning that will feel really good to my soul. So that's what I'm thinking this morning when you bring up that word. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Thanks Aaron. Aaron. Yep. Hey, I'm Nate. Hey, Nate. Um, in the work I do that pays the bills, uh, I write inspection reports for forensic engineers in Florida. And those engineers are, they work for insurance companies. And they come in and assess property damage after there's a claim of some kind. Uh, very often that claim comes from a, from a fire or a flood, some other catastrophic event that did a lot of damage. 
and uh, and uh, the repair is going to be made by a restoration contractor. Um, and Allie and I got a taste of that a couple of years ago when, while we were away over Thanksgiving, our daughter, Kristen, left a, uh, anyway, it was a, a, a stovetop fire while the house was unoccupied. Lots of smoke damage throughout the house. And we actually had to vacate the place for a couple of weeks while a restoration contracting company came in to do an awful lot of cleaning. And, uh, you know, in the case of the, the flood work and the fire work, there's always... Um, uh, there's there's a demolition process. There's an explore, yeah, exploration process. Let's assess the damage. Let's see how deep it goes. Um, restoration is more than just a quick paint job. Um, it's it's a chance to actually set things right. I tell you what, uh, when the restoration contractors got done with our kitchen, it was better than before. Because there were uh, a few issues that I had just kind of been procrastinating on that we now had the chance to go in, you know, deeper defects were identified. Uh, and we came out, of, you know, we never would have, uh, I never would have set that stovetop fire and I didn't want it to happen. <laughs> uh, and it was, in, it was frustrating and inconvenient, uh, you know, that restoration process took time. But in the end, what we got was uh, better than what we had before. The fire actually turned out to be a good thing. Uh, I feel the same way about my marriage and about recovery and about addiction. Uh, not to say that the restoration process is over, but uh, a great deal has been accomplished. It turns out that um, the problems were deeper than I thought. But Allie and I both agree that the state of the marriage today is so much better than it was before the fire, that the fire is actually worth it. It really was. And um, that's a message that I very often try to convey to guys just coming into recovery, the guy who's just been hit by the train, just been discovered. That's the worst day of his life. Um and to be able just to paint the hope of restoration, not a promise. Life may not look the way we want it to look in the end. Uh, but for those who've done the work of recovery, who've actually taken the journey of faith and accepted this gift, uh, in the end, um, brother after brother after brother tells me, says, man, I wouldn't have volunteered for that, but it was worth it. Hmm. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Thanks. I'm Nate. Thanks, Thanks Nate. As valuable as these meetings are, uh, these meetings are no substitutes for daily Christian friendship. Just as our Lord's first disciples were sent out in the world two by two, we too should look for at least one Christian companion, a fellow traveler, an advisor with whom to share this stretch of the road. The helper we select will be flawed and weak like we are but will nonetheless be willing to hear our story, protect our confidence, and talk with us briefly every day. We will walk together by mutual consent, gracefully accepting the fact that relationships change over time and that few relationships are permanent. Love, honesty, and humility are the watchwords. Before we close, let us reaffirm the pact. We're not doing that. We're not doing the rest. The meeting's over, and we're going to be right back on the Pirate Punk Podcast. <laughs> Make sense only with you. You don't have to speak. I feel emotional. Landscapes, they pass on me. The riddle gets solved, and you push me up to this day. Welcome back to the Pirate Monk Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My best name. That was awesome. That was awesome. Good. Yeah.
It's good. Does anybody else want to give that a shot? We can just have multiple bring us back in. <laughs> Anyone think they can do better than Jason? Willkommen back to the Bayern podcast. No, I didn't even sound German, so forget it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what do we need to know here, Nate? This this episode won't be up from uh, until four weeks from now. So, bear oh, that seriously. Well, we, unless I keep pushing our three-parter, I can okay. I can put it up now and we or Wednesday and uh, push our three-parter out. Are, is there relevant information? Yeah, I think I think there's relevant information in that. Uh, uh, first of all, I love the fact that some of you guys are going to get the chance to hug your Silas for the very first time, uh, the first week in November when you come to Tennessee for the fall retreat. And can I say I'm totally jealous? Um, I'm I, also pleased. I remember when I had a Silas that I had never met in person. He was from North Carolina. And the first time he and I met in person, it was uh, strange and awkward and beautiful. Yeah. That, that's, it's just fun. I guess yeah. if one guy's eight feet tall and one guy's four feet tall, I guess maybe that makes sense. It's <laughs> uh, really awkward. Can, can you all email me your heights when we're done? So if that's going to happen, I can be there. <laughs> uh, I, I'm also uh, excited that uh, Jason and Ben, while we were off the air, agreed that they would lead as part of the weekend. We're going to have a few uh, workshops for the attendees to choose from. And one of those will be uh, how to run or how not to run a virtual meeting. Uh, hey, and I just want to say, Nate, why I think that's great. Because in our group meet chat, we have this guy, Neil, who's from Canada. And, uh-huh. and he, he made a, a very a very poignant remark. He said, you know, this is the golden age of virtual meetings. He says, I, I predict that it's going to get to a place because of the virtual meetings yeah. that we're going to have hundreds of people. It's, there's going to be 50 people on, on meetings. And if we don't have enough people running meetings, the way we would run, uh, you know, a brick and mortar meeting, yeah. guys are not going to be able to be a part of a meeting. And so yeah. I, I just think that's, that's going to be a great workshop. Yeah. yeah. That's what I feel like this podcast has kind of been like, we're just kind of reporting back from Mars. Like, yes, life isn't habitable on Mars. <laughs> and they have awesome beer. And now there's all these guys coming to Mars and we got to prepare for the uh, onslaught. And for those of you who are listening, Ben was using that as a metaphor. Christians <laughs> do think that science exists and we know that there's life on Mars. Man, couldn't you next, the earth is going to be flat by the end of this podcast. It's killing me here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so people can sign up. Where oh, can people sign can sign up? up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I went out, a couple of the brothers went out, took a look at the, uh, uh, with one of the brothers, uh, out and took a look at the camp, the facility where we're going to do this thing. It's just fantastic, guys. You're going to love it. Uh, that is, by the way, the first weekend in November. We finally have put up a banner on the Samson site so that you can uh, get to the registration page and, and register for the retreat. And I will be selling sleeping bags at the entry gate for a, uh, a <laughs> mild fee of $145. <laughs> and not not virtual sleeping bags. Visa and MasterCard. And by the way, we, we upgraded accommodations when we were there. It turns out we're going to be the only group at the camp. We had, re- we had reserved the cabins which are a little bit sparse. Turns out there are lodges that are somewhat fancier that were unoccupied. So we upgraded. We didn't raise the price, but we will be in the lodges. It's still, for most people, uh, bunk room accommodations, but uh, uh, nice places with living rooms and kitchenettes. And uh, it's a, just a beautiful place. And a, uh, yeah. And and Nate, my uh, my oldest, because he came last year uh-huh. uh, when he heard it was happening again. He is saving his money to buy his plane ticket out because he wants to come too. Oh, fantastic! We just have to decide if that's like his first year in college, wise to miss as many days of school as he would have to miss to come. So I'll give it a fifty-fifty shot, but he's trying. Okay, super. Yeah, um, registration is already strong, So, uh, and there is an upper-end limit on how many guys we can take. So uh, don't wait until the last minute, because I wouldn't want you to miss the weekend. And the virtual guys have already banded together, and we bought the early group 
rate ticket. So you did, yeah. yeah. And the early group rate, unfortunately, is gone, but it's still a bargain. At two hundred bucks for a fantastic weekend, it's a bargain. And uh, we're working to get transportation for everybody from the airport out. Uh, uh, yeah. So come meet your old friends, make some new friends, and uh, see what God does on that weekend, first weekend in November. We also would love to get some mail from you. How can they get mail to us? They can uh, reach us through the worldwide interweb at our email address, which is piratemonkpodcast at gmail.com. People from Florida, please address those emails to Don uh, and those of you who believe that science is a good thing to Ben. Uh, all other mail can be addressed to me or Nate. I'll talk about your questions on the show. All right. I think we're out of time, man. Well, I... Th- yeah, I think we are. Pause, hey, guys, thank you so out. much for taking... <laughs> Not editing Don's. I think there's a delay going on. It's driving me crazy. All right. I just said we're out of time, and Nate responds with... Uh, thank you, all of you, for for joining us here on a holiday uh, to, to be part of the Pirate Monk podcast. And uh, look forward to connecting uh, face-to-face with you guys uh, uh, sometime very soon. All right. Until next week, I'm Nate. I'm Aaron. Uh, Let's roll around. And that's Jason. That's Ben. That's Jeremy. And that's Don. And we're your pals on the Pirate Monk Podcast. Arg. Swing.